And we have the most extraordinary specialist regarding anxiety, Dr. Jodie Richardson. She's an author on books on anxiety. She has a podcast about anxiety. This is her passion. This is her wheelhouse. And she wants to bless you this morning. If you have a question, you can jump on the phone or on the text. We're going to get straight into it because we do have a list of things to get to. We have Ash on the line. Hi, Ash. Hi, how are you? We're really good. What's your question this morning for Dr. Jodie? I've got a 13-year-old who's got autism and he's got anxiety and there are days that I actually don't know how to help him. Yes. One of the things to remember, I think, with autism is that autism plus environment equals outcome. And so he may not be able to convey to you what it is about the environment or his experience that is triggering his anxiety. But as his mum, you're so attuned to him, you'll be able to observe the way that he's behaving and how he's reacting in certain circumstances. So sometimes with young people with autism, one of the great things that we can do to really support them is to help them with the environment and to help understand what their triggers are and help to mitigate those or reduce those wherever possible. And so I wonder whether or not you might be aware of the circumstances that really amplify his anxiety and whether or not you can do something about that. The other thing that I would really love for you to do, because I know it's just so hard when you are feeling anxious yourself and you've got an anxious child and it's unknown what's going to unfold. One of the things that you could do to really support him is to support yourself. If you are able to start practicing some strategies, and we're going to share one today that really help to settle your nervous system, he will read off how calm you are and your calm will be shared with him. So when you're able to look after yourself, you're able to also help settle his nervous system at the same mm. time. Mm. Thank you so much for the call, Ash. We wish you all the best with your yes. situation. Uh, Janine has said, what is the first thing I should do when I realise I'm in the middle of an anxiety attack? Like, If there's all these tools we have, what's one of the most simple things I can do first off? So first of all, name it. So this is anxiety and that's okay. When we mm. can name how we're feeling, then we can actually settle our distress about it. When we can actually say to ourselves, look, I'm feeling anxious and that's okay. You might add to that, this isn't dangerous. The mm. feelings feel awful. I know those feelings so well. And yet when we can say to ourselves, look, I know what this is. I understand it. My brain has detected a threat. I'm not in danger. Assuming you're not in danger. I'm assuming that you're safe in this moment. To be able to name it, I'm feeling anxious. And to be able to ground yourself in that moment, that could be through pressing your feet into the floor. It could be choosing a colour. So I love the colour blue. I'm wearing all blue today. So what I do when I'm feeling anxious, like I was in the supermarket the other day, I'll start looking for everything around me that is blue. And what that's doing is it's bringing me back into the moment. Oh. It's grounding me and it's just helping to sort of settle my nervous system so that the anxiety doesn't spiral up. I have heard a lot of tips for anxiety, but I haven't heard the colour one. And as soon as you said that, I thought, you know what? My favourite colour on the entire planet, everyone will know, it's no surprise, is pink. Like, I just love pink. And the thought of just stopping in that moment and searching out for my favourite colour, like, that's so simple and like a circuit breaker, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. Uh, Tanya on the socials said, can anxiety affect you physically? Sometimes I have a bad taste in my mouth. Is this related? 
everything about anxiety really is physical when we yeah. break it down and it's for good reason because it's the way our body is prepared to fight whatever threat our brain has detected or run like heck away from it. Yeah. And so, mm. yes, we have changes in the saliva in our mouth. We can, a lot of people talk about changes in taste in their mouth and I'm very mm. close to someone who has a metallic taste in their mouth a lot of the time. There are physical symptoms, racing heart. We feel sick yeah. in the tummy because blood is moved from our gut to our arms and legs. So, so much of anxiety is physical. So, fantastic yes. question. Yeah, I get that myself when I have an anxiety attack. I get a really horrific taste in my mouth and I will always go and try and find chewy because I, I feel like there's, it just feels so wrong. That's how I know half the time before I've realised I'm anxious is through the taste in my mouth, which is really interesting. Great yeah. that you know that first trigger. If we can yeah. all work out when it's coming, we can mm -hmm. do something about it more quickly. Question here from Katrina on the text. She goes, hi guys. This is a big one. My anxiety often then turns into anger and it's a really fast build up to it. And once I become the angry version of me, she goes, I shout, I find it really hard to stop. And I feel like I just keep going. She goes, how can I stop that transition? I'd love some tips because she's seen her daughter copying her when she gets big feelings now. Mm. I really want to normalise that to start with, that mm. when we have anxiety triggered, we're going to fight or flight. It's that response that is a primitive response to help us stay safe and so it also when we fight we can become angry so that mm. can become a part of the response for some people with anxiety so I really want to help you understand why that's happening what I would suggest for you is to when you recognize start to get curious about how your anxiety shows first like Lucy said a, a taste in her mouth is her kind of first signal look for that first and those early signals and then it may mean removing yourself from a situation so that you can put a practice into place, put a strategy into place to help start winding it back. Or if it is going to dial up, that you are away from the people that you love so that you can experience it without sharing what's happening with you with the people that are around you. Oh, that's a good one. That's a great one. Eliana on the text as well says, if you have a panic attack and you're, you're finding your tactics or your strategies don't work and it, it just keeps going, what, what could be another step that I could attempt? When we are in a panic attack, one of the things that we can remind ourselves is that we are experiencing anxiety. We are okay. We are safe. It's not dangerous to know and remind ourselves that it will pass and wherever possible, try to come back into the moment. Try to be present using whatever strategy we can. There are a range of strategies. I've mentioned the colour. I've mentioned about pressing your feet into the floor. Mm. It could be simply about putting your hands in some really icy cold water and bringing mm. your attention to something in the moment that is going to take your mind off whatever might have triggered the threat in the first place. I don't know if this is helping, but just then, as you spoke about that, it's a bit like, for me the feeling of going on a ghost train at the Royal Melbourne show. Everything that's happening to you is happening to you, but you know it's all going to be okay. Fake. Yes. And you'll get out of the end of the ghost train in five minutes. you yes. just got to sit there and, and go, this is this is happening. It's, it seems terrifying, but really the reality is that you're yeah. on a ride that will come to an end at, at the it end will. of the ghost train. Yeah. It will, and the more we fight with it, the worse it is for longer. Knowledge is power, knowledge is power. This is what we're learning together today. Casey said, Lucy and Kel last week spoke about breathing strategies could you elaborate on this oh goodness yes so breathing is extraordinary when it comes to settling our nervous system so we've gone into fight or flight when we're in anxiety and everything about our physiology changes one of the things that we have control over is our breath and what we know 
from research is a really simple idea to keep in mind when we're breathing. Lengthen your exhale. So inhale through the nose. If you can, breathe in. So I'm blowing on the microphone. So two inhalations through your nose. So take an inhalation, then take an extra little sip of air through your nose so that you're maximally filling your lungs and then slowly exhale through your mouth if you can. Lengthen that exhale so it's longer than the inhale. And Mm. this helps to slow our heart rate. This helps to settle the anxiety and helps to bring us back down to more normal physiology. And it brings on a part of our nervous system that we want to be online, which is the rest and digest part of our nervous system. I feel better just doing that. Right now, I know. I know. Isn't it funny? We that's one of the things we we breathe normally to stay alive, but we never do that really intentional deep breathing, which is what centers us back into our body. Oh my goodness, so good.